0: Boom. We doing good? Yeah, that sounds great guys. Super enthusiastic right there. Yeah. So good. Me. I always count on Levi. Can always count on Levi to give me some enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, so guys, we're going through the book of Romans. It's something we've been going. This is about week nine. Is this not it's week nine of our uh, walk through Romans and, and we're seeing a theme. I Matt hit it on, hit on it a couple weeks ago. The book of Romans is is pretty much about the same thing. It's justification through faith. Thus, we name the series uh, Justified. Uh, so Paul is writing this letter to the Romans. Uh, he cannot, his heart is to go to Rome and to be with these uh, Christ followers. But the best thing he could do at this very time is to write a letter. So that's what we get. We get the, uh, the book of Romans. And so uh, we've been walking through it, and, 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 and uh, Paul's, Just hitting on these different subjects about uh, justification through faith. He's really laying it out. If you don't know, uh, we are are, by uh, faith in Jesus Christ are we justified? In Christ alone. Um, So we're 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 just walking through this uh, scripture. So I'm going to read out of chapter six. I'm going to go through verses um, one through fourteen. And I'm going to just really share, share what God laid on my heart. And if you're taking notes, uh, you could title this sermon, uh, Living in Grace. Living in Grace. Are you there? Romans chapter 6? Boom. What shall we say then? Are we now to continue in sin that grace may abound? No way, Jose. Uh, how can we who tied to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, uh, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be uh, united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free f- uh, from sin. Now, if we have grace. Let's pray. God, in these next moments, God, you've laid a lot on my heart. God, I pray that uh, you use me just as your vessel. Your Holy Spirit uh, speaks to us, speaks to our hearts, speaks to my heart. God, I pray that you speak to our everyday lives. God, you're talking to someone tonight. God, I thank you that that everyone in this room, it's not an accident that they showed up. They didn't just feel. It was the power of your Holy Spirit drawing them unto Jesus. God, I thank you for every person in this room. God, I pray that your presence is known. God, that they people in this room that know that they are agapetos, which is the Greek word for loved by God. Loved by God. So, God, I pray tonight we just know one thing. It's your love for us. And, God, as we look into your word, God. God, let it change us. Let us tran—let it transform the way we live and the way we do things. And, God, just uh, impact us and meet us. Meet us exactly where we're at, whatever season, whatever area in life we are in. God, you are God that meets us. You come down into the dirt, and you meet us exactly where we're at. So, God, we just thank you for this time. God, thank you for worship. God, that we just want to worship you in this time. God, your presence is known in this place. Thank you, Jesus. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, what we have here in the Book of Romans, like I said, it's the topic of justification through faith. And he's really just nailing it home. He's, he's, uh, he's practicing this form of teaching. It's an ancient form of Greek teaching. It's called diatribe. Everyone say that
1: diatribe,
0: diatribe, diatribe is, is this word, it means to be worn out to, to kind of wear out of thought uh, today we feel as if when, when we are talking about a subject and we're just going in circles, going in circles going in circles and we think it's a waste of time we're like well, what's the deal, we just wasted all this time this was actually a form of teaching to the ancient Greeks, uh, it's frowned upon in this uh, arena because we just seem like we're arguing but what they believed is if we keep talking about it, we keep discussing we keep uh, teaching and we talk about it, we re- rehearse it and go back to the same subject. That's why this has been uh, just this whole thing of him just going back to justification. Matt said a couple weeks ago, man, you're going to hear a lot of the same stuff in the next few weeks uh, because it's the same topic. But Paul uh, wanted to appeal to the Greek mind and adopting this Greek uh, form of teaching. He wants to bring us back. And so what we do, what we see a lot, uh, especially in verse one, it says, what shall we say then? Uh, Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? So Oftentimes in this in the book of Romans, he says, "Okay, uh, he's he's presenting an argument. Okay, so he's acting as if he's these different kinds of people. Uh, he's like, okay, so what about the Jews? Okay, what about the law? Okay, all right, all right. Next, what what about the what about Abraham? What about that whole thing? And he just wants to hit different argument, different argument, different argument. So we have." We have reached another one of his arguments. And this argument is actually quite live. And it's actually a good question. These are legit good questions. He says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? This question is, okay, the law has been abolished. Oh, Jesus says, I have not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. And so when we put our faith in Jesus, we are no no longer under a law of uh a law under the law. What, what am I saying? We're no, no under, no longer under a law of works, but we are under the law of grace. At the very end, he says, "We are not under the law. We are under the law of grace." So now he's presenting the argument. So what does it mean to be under the law of grace? Okay, so from especially when I'm looking at Christianity from a third world view, I'm looking at it from secular view. Okay, what I do, my sin doesn't actually matter. Like it, like. Like, it doesn't affect where I'm going. Christ died. So when I'm in Jesus, literally everything is covered. All my sins are uh, covered past, present, future. God has covered all my sins. And so what do I do now? So so Paul wants to answer this. He wants to refute this argument. Because quite frankly, like people could be like, oh, you're a sinner. You just like sinning. This is a good question. I don't believe in such thing as a bad question. This is a good question. If I have grace, then why don't I just keep doing what I'm doing? why would I go under why would I follow Jesus if I just put my faith in him and just keep doing what I want to do that's a solid argument but Paul wants to give us different arguments so this is what he says he uses the burial everyone know what baptism is baptism is when we uh, get dunked in the water that symbolizes our death and burial with Jesus and we come up a new creation so he's going to use this argument so if you're taking notes the first point is death to freedom we were once subject to to death, but now we are set free. We are set free. Um, without death, I cannot truly be liberated. One cannot—you can't be—you can't just. Uh, 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 you have to first hit the ground is basically what I'm saying. I have to come to the end of myself and recognize there's a law. There's a performance that I could not perform. Uh, Christ did what he, I could not do for myself. And so I declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe in my, in my heart that God raised him from the dead and, and whoever should call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe that I'm dying to myself. Now I'm offering myself. I am the, the, the old me is dead. So check this out. Oh, and, uh, Quick reference. This doesn't mean we are going to stop sinning. Um, I'm still a sinner. I'm still trapped in this mortal body. Um, But as uh, this ancient Greek word, katargeo, which would mean uh, it's the word he uses to describe the sin in my life. It is uh, these words rendered powerless, abolish, or fading away, fading away. The power of sin in my life is gone. So to help me explain this, I went to the Message Bible. The Message Bible is a translation made by Eugene Peterson. And he wanted to make uh, a Bible for everyday people like you and me. If like, if you're reading the King James Version and you're not quite sure what half the words are saying, praise God, Eugene Peterson made a, a, a Bible so we can actually understand what it's saying. Can I, say, can I hear an amen? Yeah. All right, so check this out. Check this out. So what do we do? So what do we do? This is verses 1 through 3. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep for- on forgiving. I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live (laughs) in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? This is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. All right, so this is this is what he's trying to say. This is great for me because I put's a picture up there. I the whole baptism thing he explains it perfectly. Think I'm in this country. All right, I'm believer Bill. I'm at, I'm about to be Believer Bill. Um, now I'm Sinner Sam. Sorry, Sam. I just pulled that out of <laughs> my Sam is in the back, and he hates me. Um, I'm Sinner Sam, and I've, I've made a life for myself. I've made a life for myself in, in, a, in the place where sin is sovereign, where I'm ran by my own desires, where I, I'm walking in the futility of my mind, the darkening of my understanding, and I'm trapped in this place where I think it's my home, but actually it's a prison. The Bible says, whoever sins is a slave to sin. If I'm living in my sin, if I'm living without Jesus, then I'm a slave. I am a slave. No one else can be liberated other than the blood of Jesus. So this is what Jesus does. He knocks on the door. And you know what he does? He has the keys and he opens up the lock. He's like, you could come with me. You could come with me. And then right before you walk through the door, the warden, the law says, "Now you can't leave. You can't leave because there's a debt that needs to be paid. You need to pay your bail. You know what he said? And, the, and you know what God says? You know what? God looked at the law and he said, uh, how much? How much am I, do I have to pay? And the law said, the blood of your son. The blood of your son. And he said, and he paid it woefully. And you know what? He bought us back. He sent his son who lived a perfect life. And now whoever could call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And guess what? He opened up the doors and we get to walk out into freedom, into a new life, into a life where grace is sovereign, where grace is sovereign. So the logical thing, the logical thing to do is to keep going. Right. And so now, now I got this inheritance. I got 10 acres in Zion. And now I'm walking with the Holy Spirit because he just busted me out of jail. And you know what You know what happened back at the jail? Uh, the cross came in like a new baby. Jesus put up some C4 and he put and He called it the blood of Jesus. And he put dynamite to that old house. All my former sins are dead. I am dead. I am buried. The old me is buried. And now I'm a new creation where I get to walk with Jesus. Jesus. I get to walk towards my salvation. That is living in grace. So now you would think, you would think, yeah, believer Bill, he's killing it. He just got, he just busted out of jail. He's taking his first steps. You know, he's just kind of doing it. You're like the logical thing, believer Bill, is to just keep going, right? You're liberated. You're not in jail anymore. But if you if you know anything about following Jesus, then th- though your your eternal soul is safe, your uh, your body here on earth is not safe. Let me expound on that a little bit more. Believer Bill's walking down the road. He's walking towards Jesus. He's walking towards Zion. Then he realizes, man, the devil, the devil likes doing this, especially when we get right out of the gate, right out of the gate. He comes in. He's like, hey, bro, maybe the same for you. Maybe maybe you, you start going to the Bible studies, and, 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 and you start trying to do the do, and you're like, man, I'm just not relating with people. You know, maybe this whole thing is not for me. Um... Why, like, why do we go back? He starts filling us with doubt and all this other stuff and, 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 and mixed in with a little bit of transgression. So this is what it says, um, especially in verse 4. We still have a choice after to f- keep following Jesus. Does that make sense? We have a choice. We get busted out. Um, the doubt will come in. But this is, this, is where, this is where the devil wants to get us. Uh, in verse 4 it says, Um, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We might walk in newness of life. Might is an option. You and I have a choice on our day-to-day lives to choose Jesus. And you're like, okay, okay, so like... All right, like that's the logical thing to do. Check this out. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 18, it says, For if I build again those which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. So when I'm walking with Jesus, but I start transgressing, and maybe I start filling my head with doubt, and the devil's coming in, and and you're not quite getting it. I'm not quite living righteously, and I'm not not doing what everyone else is. I'm, I'm I'm kind of left out. I'm kind of isolated. Uh, myself in a, in a way. The devil would like to put doubt in us so we may back off. We may back off. You know, these Christians, man, they, they do stuff different. And like, I gave my heart to the Lord and it was great. It was great in church service. Everyone's eyes were closed and I raised my hand and I put my faith in Jesus. And now uh, the, the, the the high is kind of rubbing it off. And, and, and this is weird. I don't know if I am quite for this, but this is weird and we're all praying and I don't know how to pray. So so maybe, 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 maybe I could, I could have my faith and then, and then start start going going and still living the way I used to. I've been guilty of this. I'm not here to bash that. I've been there and I've done that. I remember when I first got saved, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to serve the Lord. Uh, that's what I want to do. I'm going to do Christian-y things. I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to share my great esoteric thoughts with everyone. And then I'm going to go back and do the same thing I've always been doing. But, but Paul would like us to know. Uh, by the way, in this ch- uh, chapter in Galatians, he's refuting the same argument. He's refuting the same argument. So this is what he says. If believer Bill's going this way, and I just want to go back and transgress and and go back to the the prison, this is literally what it's like doing. I'm laying bricks, and I'm putting up the bars, and I'm building myself my own prison again. Check this out. In Exodus chapter 15, in Exodus chapter 15, uh, the people of Israel, uh, they get delivered super metaphor if they get delivered from egypt it's crazy plagues uh, the red sea parting it's nuts they're electric at this point they get across the red sea moses sings a song which i think is hilarious because i thought he had a lisp but like you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know anything until the lord is great you know um, it was a heavenly croak um So, Moses sings a song, Miriam chimes in, and I assume she's much better at singing, and, um, Miriam, that's her, that's Joseph's sister, uh, fun fact, so, three days later, they don't have any food or water, they don't have any, they don't have any food, they don't have any water, and you know what they start saying, you know what the conversation is starting to look like, man, I can't believe this Moses dude, man it was better back in Egypt is the Lord forsaken us did he lead us out here to die you know what I mean like right, right. to be fair that's a valid argument it was actually better back in Egypt why would they would be they would be complaining why would they be complaining about going about not having food and water and living in the newness and freedom when they're uh, when they're now talking about going back to their captivity because the devil would like to put doubt in you and me right, right yeah. the devil would like to put doubt in you and me so what does it take? What does it take to stay on the path? What does it take to do these different things? Um, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You got there's no the the Lord doesn't like lukewarm coffee. I learned that in a, I heard that in a movie once. It was a great great line. War room. Yeah, you got to watch it, Blake. You're gonna love it. It's this sassy black woman. She's like the Lord don't like his coffee lukewarm. You know what I'm saying it was great. Uh, the Bible would say that I would if you were lukewarm. I will literally spew you from my mouth. So how do we, how do I, how do I beat? Especially if you're starting to follow Jesus. Maybe you've fallen away. Maybe you're just starting off. You're going to reach the temptation. You're going to reach the doubt. The doubt is going to seep in and it's going to attack you at all fronts. Why? Because the devil sees a potential in you to change some lives for Jesus. Come on. He sees the righteousness inside of you, and he's like, I can't let that happen. You know why? Because you are once dead, but now you are resurrected with Christ, and now I'm a living target. I'm a a living target. Proverbs 18.1, a man who isolates himself um, takes no sound judgment, and he won't receive any good judgment either. He won't receive any uh, (laughs) criticism or anything. Don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. (laughs) So when believer Bill's walking along the road, um, he's he's seen you start laying bricks for yourself, believer Bill is going to start saying, "Don't turn back, bro. Don't you dare go back to your captivity. Keep walking towards Jesus. Keep walking towards Jesus cuz if you if you've been around, I could I could testify to this myself. It has been highs and it's been lows, but I've busted through the lows and the highs I wouldn't trade for the rest of my life. It's good. It's good. You know what? Cuz I'm going to let my testimony help this guy and pull him through. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. As Christ followers, especially me starting to feel this, I felt this in one year, especially not especially beginning, but the more I isolate myself, the more the more my thoughts and my flesh and Satan tries to invade my life and doubts start to seep in, and I'm isolating myself. I'm boxing myself in a corner. As a Christ follower, I ought to be surrounding myself with other Christ followers. That's right. When I'm walking on my walking towards my future hope and glory, I look to my left and my right, and there's other people walking alongside with me. So why not link arms with that other people? You know what? You're in charge of your own faith. you got to take ownership of that thing. So if you're isolating yourself, get involved. I'm going to get involved with the life group. I'm going to start coming to Ecclesia. I'm going to start coming to the Word. I'm going to get involved with the life group. I want to serve in the kingdom. I want to help with church setup and church tear down. I want to get involved in the local church. Shout out to J-Mo. The guy who needs, uh, uh, <laughs> that leads the uh, church setup. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep pushing. And you know what I'm telling my friend? Ecclesiastes uh, says... Um, Two are better than one. If one falls there, the other is there to help the other up. So when I see my brother fall, he's on the other side, on the ground, uh, on the side of the road. I am the good Samaritan. I'm going to be like, hey, bro, come on, get back up. Get back up. Get back up. Don't believe those lies. Don't go back to that captivity. It is way better in the hope and the glory that we have in Jesus Christ. It is way better on that side. You know what? As Christ followers, I ought to be able to get my hands a little dirty. I got to get my hands a little dirty. When I see a brother who's professed faith in Jesus, Paul would even tell us, hold each other. Why would you don't judge the world? Judge each other. Hold each other to a higher standard. If I see a brother and I see him laying bricks and maybe he went all the way and he maybe he got the bars on the thing and he locked himself up. You know what I'm going to do as a body of Christ? I'm going to pick up my sledgehammer and I'm going to start busting down those walls because I'm going to be there for my brother. Because Christ did that for me, and I want to be Christ to that person. The good Samaritan, you know what he did? He picked the brother up. He put him in an inn, and he said, you know what? I'm going to pay the bill, and by the end of three days, all the debt will be uh, uh, covered. I will come back and pay whatever is left. Isn't that not what Jesus did? He died on the first day, and on the third day, he rose again, and all debts were paid in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So as Christ followers, we ought to be people of movement and we gotta link arms. We have to look at each other. Hey bro, you're not being who you are. You're not being who you are. Amen. Good. Second point. Second point. Um it'll be focusing on these next Uh, 5 through 11. Thanks, guys. I don't even know what he said. Not important. For if we have been united with him a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. That's that word, uh, uh, katargeo. uh, be brought to nothing. It is gone. The weight of sin is over. I am no longer a sin, this sl- uh, a slave to sl- uh, sin. Wow. Ouch. Anyways, too much coffee today. Um, <laughs> the power of sin in my life is over. The weight has been lifted. It is left in the old place, the place where sin was sovereign, and now I'm walking in the grace of God. Amen? Amen. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin, for no one who has died has been set Free from sin. Remember, we are died. We are dead to sin. Um, if you're writing notes, this is my second point. Freedom to live. Freedom to live. For if we've been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. Christ did not stay in the grave. Christ didn't stay in the grave. Just as we were dunked in the water, just as our old self was dunked in the water. We have died. The old person is is not, uh, not here any longer. And now I get to walk in the newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, and if you put your faith in Jesus, you are in Christ. You are now under the covering. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Lord is doing a new thing. The Lord is doing a new thing. What does this actually mean? How do I actually get born again? If you're just here and you're like, I don't get it. Like you die. I'm not actually dying, but I'm not actually dying. But how do I get raised up again? So Nicodemus, this guy, a Pharisee, asks asks the same question. He's like, so what am I supposed to do? Crawl back into my mom's womb and be born again? Like that that sounds painful. Sorry, mom. Uh, (laughs) There's a story. There's also a story in the Gospels where there's this guy, uh, uh, Lazarus. And, and Jesus is off doing some ministry, and, and Lazarus, um, he's, he's taken ill. He's actually sick. And and, and and Mary writes to him, he's like, hey, listen, like, Lazarus has gone sick. Come heal the servant uh, that you love, that you love. Four days later, uh, Jesus actually, he spent some time finishing his ministry over where he was at. And four days later, he comes back. Uh, just to let you know, uh, in Jewish culture, they believed that three days was the only hope for uh, resurrection. So on this fourth day, surely Mary and Martha, the brothers of Lazarus, or the sisters of Lazarus, uh, they're feeling doubt. They're like, there's no way. There's no hope at this point. And then, and then Jesus asks, asks uh, Mary, do you believe? Do you, do you believe that I'm the Son of Man? And she said, uh, do you believe that you will see your brother again? And she's like, yeah yeah surely like, he'll he will be, will be resurrected and on the last day we'll be resurrected again. we'll be brought up to, uh, uh, to meet the Lord and everything and like he, she's talking about the someday. Uh, if your faith is in Jesus, uh, we have a hope and glory we will be once resurrected and we'll be uh, reigning with Christ forever and ever. Um, but Jesus says something very keen, very keen. He says, I don't get Jesus don't get resurrected. He is re- resurrection. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And so when I die, now I have the opportunity. Now I am set free from my sin. The power of sin is not no longer alive in my life. Uh, the, the, the the power of uh, grace is alive in my life. And now I have the freedom to live, to truly live, to truly live in righteousness. How do I know this? Because the spirit of, Lord, of the Lord has come upon me. When you put your faith in Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And he's here to convict the world of sin, but he's also to convict you and me of righteousness. How do I know this? Uh, Bible says so, but in my life, when I'm about, when I'm about to do something I ought not do, uh, you're going to, you're going to come across different roads and you're going to, you're maybe driving your car, you get cut off and, or, or someone comes in and is like, Hey, you want to come to a party? You want to get wasted? And maybe you're for a second. You're like, yeah, a party, you know what I'm saying? Like you're starting to get it, but there's going to be something on the inside of you. There's going to be something on the inside of you. That's going to say, no, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Right. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. You're alive. You're alive. Don't go back to what's dead. So when my Christ followers, my fellow Christ followers, when I'm alone, because I can't imagine myself being around people all the time, when I'm alone and I'm faced with a decision to do sin, to sin and to uh, commit to sin, the spirit in me is like, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. That's why we read scripture. That's why we read scripture. Um, Bible would say the Psalms would say the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul so when I'm reading his word I'm giving him ammunition to shoot down any sin that may come up in my life so when I'm doing maybe doing uh uh, 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 something I'm about to do something I ought not do the Bible say hey bro you're the righteousness of God that's not who you are anymore that's not who you are we he will now not point me to death, which is my past, which is which is the sin that I formerly did, but he will now point me to life in Jesus. Mm-hmm. He will always point me to Jesus. Where is Jesus? The Holy Spirit will point me to where Jesus is at. Jesus is righteousness. I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to do the right thing because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And, right. and God will overcome in our lives and he will point us to righteousness. <coughs> maybe Maybe you're... Maybe you're walking down this path, and you're like Believer Bill. Um, actually, I'm going to need people. Uh, Levi, I need you. I prepped him for this. Not really. Okay, Levi. Levi is Believer Bill. Everyone say hi to Believer Bill. Hi, hi, hi Believer hi. Bill. Hi. Uh, Dan, I need you. All right. Dan represents the church. Dan is the church. So say Everyone say hi to the church. Why right. church? church? Hi, church. church. You stand right there. All right. Uh, Mike, can I use your back? <laughs> and, and, and Matt, you're going to be uh, the Holy Spirit. You're going to be the Holy Spirit. Bring your back. Absolutely, bring your back. <laughs> so, yeah, <Look at> <coughs> I know. We got, we got some. Yeah, no, he yeah he like I know. Because he is the holiest man I know, and he is also my boss. Okay? <laughs> so, Dan Dan and Matt are going to stand right here. They're going to be my puppets. Okay? <laughs> Levi, you're believer, Bill. Alone again. Sorry. Levi. <laughs> <Interesting. Yeah>. um, <laughs> oh. Say say Levi. Say Levi. Oh that crosses so, off. That's a cross. That's where the cross is. Mm-hmm. Um, so say <laughs> Levi is walking. He's walking in this direction. What? Should I actually walk? No, okay. just walking. Place. I don't want you to actually go anywhere. Uh, what's my motivation? Really? Uh, like, emotion, Walk. like, just... You're kidding. i messed with yeah, I was not... You've been walking, you've been living in righteousness, you've been listening to the Holy oh, Spirit. Yeah, you, you've been doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Believer Bill's gonna... killing it. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to symbolize oh, Satan. I am not actually Satan, for the record. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Satan's like, hey, 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 how's it going? Um, <laughs> oh, hey, Satan. Satan, you know, Satan's going to stop you in your trap. Yeah. He's going to look at you in the eye, he's like, hey, hey, buh. what about all that? The bags symbolizes the baggage that was left Ooh, wow. in the former land. He's going to look at you, he's going to look at you and he's like, yeah, you're doing great, but then you're going to have a slip-up. Maybe you're going to start thinking the way you used to think, and you're like, no, 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 that's not me. The Holy Spirit's fighting on the inside of you, and you're like, no, that's not the way I think anymore. Maybe you commit a sin, maybe the, yes, okay, not too much. Um, <laughs> Maybe maybe you're starting to you're starting to have doubts again, and then ah, God, uh, Satan uh, pours on this guilt. <laughs> Shut up! You're not help <laughs> <laughs> to your creation. You're to impact them all. God tries to put guilt. He's pointing at the at all the baggage in the former life. He's like, that's that's who you are that's who you are (laughs) won't you're you're not talking about it if I want you to talk I will talk to you so that is your baggage and now you're just standing there and you're you're dwelling on these thoughts and you're thinking man this is where I used to be this is who I once was and you know what happens when we start looking back there the baggage that was once right here is thrown onto Levi Um, look at that hold on actually I want your arms free I want your arms free for this handle the weight yeah, that's <laughs> bad. <laughs> so we got believer Bill and he's starting to believe a lie and it starts weighing on him. And he doesn't think he could walk any longer. And he doesn't look like he has to poop, but he for some reason does. And so he starts believing this lie. And then you know what? He looks back and he's deadness in his sin, uh too much. Just tone it down, Levi. Right. And so, you start, it's starting to weigh you down. Your head's in the dumps. You're starting to take on the baggage that was left by here. And you know what? Here comes, here comes Holy, hey, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Here comes Holy Spirit. You're looking that way. You're looking that way. Yeah. Wings, yeah. <laughs> here, Levi, turn that way. You're Stand right there. You're maybe like you're walk. you're not walking there. And so, you grab a hold of him. Grab a hold of him. Boom. Oh. Here comes the church. Here comes the church. He's doing the same thing. You're like right behind him. Is this the is that you, Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of like the Titanic. <laughs> you only know dies. it does. And so, now what they do, they don't pull him back that way. You know what they do? Here's the cross. Okay. You're going to turn him to the cross. Oh. You know what they're going to do? All right, I'm going to move where the cross is. The cross is going to be over here. Yeah. You know what they do? We'll leave that there. It's not on the ground. There's a... Proverbial cross there. <laughs> you know what they do? You're going to not hold them any longer. This is what you're going to do. Here comes the church. Here comes the Holy Spirit. We're going to carry it. They're going to carry them. And they're going to put it right here. They're going to leave them. And guess what they're going to help them do? They're going to help them put it back down at the cross. Yeah! Whoa. Woo. Now, believer Bill is high-fiving with the Holy Spirit and the Church of God. Come on, give it up for these guys. Give it The old self was crucified at the cross. Don't leave your past. Don't leave the old you in the past where it could come back and haunt you. I'm not going to leave it in the former lands. I'm not going to leave any uh, remembrance uh, of that. I'm going to leave it at the feet of Jesus at the cross. The old person is buried at the cross. And you know what you'll declare to that temptation, to those lies of the enemy? Don't believe a lie. Come on. Don't believe a lie. The devil is a liar. You tell that, you tell that temptation to go back and say, oh, that's my worth. You know what my worth is? My worth is the blood of Jesus Christ spilled right. at the cross of Calvary. Right. Yeah. And I have a new life. I don't have to live in the bondage of my former life. That is left at the cross. And now I get to truly live. I get to truly live. Check this out. The song we sang tonight. Um, now, uh, as Christ is in the world, so am I. He calls me son. He calls me redeemed. I am a new creation in Christ. This is this is how we get to live in life. No guilt uh, in cornerstone. It says no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me, the Holy Spirit, from life's first cry to final breath guilt. Jesus uh, commands my destiny. Guilt doesn't command my destiny. Jesus commands my destiny. Guilt will never reign in my life because the power of Christ is alive in me and it's telling Amen. me what is truth. The, the, the Holy Spirit's job is to point us to all truth, to convicting the world of sin, which would ultimately lead, uh, lead them to Jesus. The Holy Spirit's job is to point to Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit comes in, and when the church of Jesus Christ comes in, you know what we're going to do? I'm not going to try and fix your problems. I can help you through it, but I'm going to point you to Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right, that's right. I'm going to point you to Jesus Christ. That's I am right. a new creation in Jesus Christ. Go. I'm going to remain in the reality of Jesus Christ's story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in the in the life of, Jordan, uh, of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those, this mortal body may die. I am alive with Christ forever and ever. It says it here. Uh, now, if we have died with Christ, we... Uh, believe that we will also also live with him we know that christ being raised from the dead will never die again death no longer has dominion over him there's no fear in death like it says right here no guilt in life no fear in death i don't care about um, i I, I could care less about my life there's people throughout history i don't care who you are Uh, uh there's there's 12 disciples around the first century that went to all different corners of the world and died for their faith those are not people. Christ did not come to add to our resumes. He did not come to add morality to our life. He had, everyone could look at you and be like, oh, nice, you have really good morals. You have really good work ethic. You're like, nah, no, bro, the old me is dead. It is the Christ in me that is acting this way. This is God's work <laughs> in my life calls me son. So what does Paul say in these last in these last handful of verses? Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. In other words, don't give sin an inch. Yeah. Don't give sin an inch, because yeah. it will take a mile. Now we are living in grace. Don't let it get a, 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 a foothold. You're not subject to death. You are destined for freedom. And in this freedom, you are now liberated to truly live. He calls us in this next couple of verses. He's like, do not present yourselves members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and members to God as instruments for righteousness for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law but under grace Come on. Come on. but under grace Come on. my faith is in Jesus now I get to truly live what is what does Paul say what does Paul say Present yourselves. Present yourselves. It would be a living sacrifice. I am a living sacrifice. I am a living testimony that I was once dead, but now I live. And he says, be instruments of righteousness. The word instruments, especially all throughout Christ, uh, uh, not the Bible, it would say that these instruments will be instruments of music. So what? this is the only time it's used in the New Testament. It's this word uh, uh, for... Huh? You say it? No, it's known, I thought someone said it. Hoglon, I think, oh. uh, is the word. I wouldn't use it in a sentence. Hog it's a really lame <laughs> word. But instruments of righteousness. Really lame word. In uh, and, and 2 Corinthians, you know what my song will say? We're all, like a couple weeks ago, Dan preached this sermon and he said, like we'll all be singing, and, but then one day we'll be, have a solo before the Lord. This is kind of like that. Present yourselves as members of, of righteousness. And this is what our song will sing. In First Corinthians, it says this: When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the same that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. The victory of Jesus Christ. O right. death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Sting! I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Death, I have no. Death has no victory in my life. Sin has no hold. It has no sting in my life. That is the song I will sing. And you know what? I'm going to live righteously. Everyone thinks, oh, man, like, I want to go on missions trips. I want to go do all this crazy stuff. I want to do the, you know, lead the life group, do all this crazy stuff. Why don't you just start living righteously? Paul doesn't say, all right, now now I want you to go to India in the middle of the forest and preach the gospel. No, he says, be instruments of righteousness. I am not, I, the first evangelistic tool I will ever use is, is is the instrument of righteousness. I am going to live righteously. Paul tells us, and he uses this Greek verb in Ephesians, uh, put off the old self. It's like taking off old clothes and putting on righteousness. We're going through the book of Ruth in our intern briefing. And, and um, in, in Jewish culture, what you start to learn uh, as, as a, a, a husband, a wife, Ruth is coming to Boaz, wants uh, him to be her, uh, her husband. And so she's like, take me under your wing. And that he doesn't have wings. He's not an angel or he doesn't have like bird arms. Uh, what he means is that there's this hem. He has the hem of his garment. It's like, take me on your wing. Cover me up. You know what I mean? Take me on your wing. be you wore the garment. You put it over the other person. Uh, we are the bride of Christ, and Jesus Christ is our future husband. He, we will be with him in paradise someday. But right now, he has covered us with righteousness. Je- Jesus Christ is clothed with righteousness. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up Jesus' garment, and I'm going to flaunt it. Ooh, I'm going to look real good in my Gucci Jesus righteousness, the blood of Jesus Christ. i <laughs> Lawn that sucker around, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. said, sucker from the pulpit. <laughs> I'm going to wear righteousness. And you know what? You know what happens when we live righteous? Uh, people are going to be like, you know, they're going to be like, maybe maybe it's a, a, a co-worker of yours, or maybe it's a classmate. He's like, hey, bro, like, I notice you make really good decisions for yourself. And you're typically a pretty hard worker. And you start, you know, like, you don't do what everyone else does. Hey, what's your 10-step program to, like, life success? And you know what we do as a church? What do, what do we do as a church? Sinner Sam, I'm going to turn him towards Jesus. Come on. I'm going to turn him towards Jesus. Come on. John the Baptist, Jesus says of him, There is no greater man that has ever walked the earth. And what are John the Baptist's words? He, Jesus, must increase, I must decrease. My testimony should not be one like, "Oh man, I was in prison and then and then I got I got like a little shovel and I shoveled myself out." No, my testimony is the old me is dead. Jesus Christ bought me back. He bought the key. He bought He paid the bail. He paid everything at the cross. And now I left that at the cross. And now the person I once was is not who I am now. And I get to share my testimony with everyone. That is living in grace. So guys, I want to I want to I want to I want to encourage us we have been bought back with Jesus Christ. Let us live a life. We are instruments of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Jesus calls us to be salt and light. Salt makes you really thirsty. And we know a source of living water. That's Amen. While the world is drinking Red Bull, we're living, we are We are. drinking uh, the living water where we don't ever thirst anymore. You drink Red Bull, you're going to get thirsty again. You might get rapid heart pain. <laughs> <laughs> if you're anything like me. But we have the source. You're going to get thirsty again if you drink from this well. But over here is a well that is running over. and My cup is running over. Jesus has changed my life. And I stuck with it. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy. But the church of Jesus Christ, I fell in love with the church of Jesus Christ. And I have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And now I live righteously. Now I have friends around me that are speaking life into me. And we're all walking together. Our arms are, are locked together. We are walking towards our hope and glory that is in Jesus. So why don't we invite other people along for the ride? Right. Yeah. Right, right. Why don't we invite along other people for the ride? Let us live righteously, so we could draw people unto Jesus. People are gonna look at us, people that we once knew, that we were we were once doing the crazy stuff with. They're gonna be like, huh? You're walking in the wrong. You're you're going in a different direction. Yeah, bro. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. There ain't nothing like this life. It wasn't easy, but I am redeemed. I am. I have never experienced a joy like Amen. this. My soul oh. is at rest. I have taken up the yoke of Jesus, and he has given me rest for my soul. <coughs> He's given me rest for my soul, and I get to spend eternity come with on. him uh, in heaven. Amen. 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 Can I pray for us, guys? And we're just going to ask God to uh, bless the rest <laughs> of our evening. Um, Oh, am sick. Oh, boom, that's so sick. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, God. God, we thank you for what you've acro- accomplished at, uh, at the cross of Calvary, God. God, thank you that we don't have to wear our burdens any longer, God, that we get to leave it at the cross of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that we get to experience new life. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus, God. God, uh, with every head bowed and, and all eyes closed, God, I want to pray for the person. Maybe, maybe you have maybe been struggling, you're trying to live in the world, trying to go back to your own prison, starting to build up a prison again. And maybe, maybe you're having that struggle and, and, and you need, you need that reality again. You maybe need freedom in your life. And if that's you, if that's you, would you raise your hand right now and say, God, I want you to break me free of my chains. Anybody? Thank you for that hand. Oh, God, and Jesus. Thank you for that hand, God. Thank you that you're already doing a work in their life. God, I pray for the body of Christ. Yeah. The body of Christ to come alongside with sledgehammers and jackhammers, and we're going to help them out of their struggle. We're going to take yeah. the burdens off of their back. We're going to walk with them. We will carry them like Frodo uh, and Sam yes. at the yes. house of Mordor. Somebody say amen. <laughs> God, amen. help us to be kingdom-minded. God, help us first not see a uh, uh, calling or a... Or, 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 uh, 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 vocation before we see uh, spiritual uh, righteousness. God, help us to live righteously so we can help uh, the world understand uh, the hope that is in us, God, and we get to point people back to Jesus. We get to point people back to you, God. Help us to see that even now, God, you've laid people on our hearts, God, people that we, we ought to be righteous with. God, you're, you're talking, you're bringing us to moments in our lives maybe where we were, we were not living righteously, God. But God, you only chastise the ones whom you love. Come on. You only chastise the it's ones good. whom you love. God, help us take it, and God, re- recognize where we are falling short, and then let us move forward, God. Let's move forward with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Two are better than one. Mm-hmm. But we got three, baby. We got Come Jesus, on, the church of Jesus Christ. And we've got another person. Three a three-four a uh, three-fold cord bond mm-hmm. cannot <laughs> be broken, it's baby. It's right, it's God, right. we declare that in Jesus' name. God, we declare that you are the resurrection and the life. And we are alive in Christ Jesus. Amen. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Hey, okay. Praise God. That's, uh, that's the word.